Hi, and welcome to The Caption Life, a show for the most casual and dedicated fans of comics and a member of the Comic Watch family. I am your host, Sean. Join me and discover what the world of comics and graphic novels has to offer. From one-on-one interviews with industry professionals to roundtable discussions with passionate fans and reviews on the latest comics, TV shows, and movies. You can find me on social media under the username at Caption Life. You can also find more episodes and information at thecapsonlife.com. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us. If this is your first time, thanks for checking us out. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. You may not be surprised that here on the Caption Life show, we love and celebrate anything that is nerdy. And this is a surprise to you. We probably need to have a conversation as to why that might be a surprise. Uh, last year, a mutual of mine on Twitter created a really interesting online community that I'm a part of and that I absolutely love. And it's a really cool idea that I want to talk about in today's episode. The community is called Your Friendly Nerdy Neighborhood. And I wanted to bring the creator on the show to talk about, so please welcome Lauren Smith. In and out of comics for years, Lauren joined the podcasting scene in 2021, starting out by recording interviews and writing reviews for the Wednesday Poll List. She's gone on to work with other groups such as the GWW and the comic book Yeti. She has also had the pleasure to interview fantastic creators such as Ram V, Stephanie Phillips, Rodney Barnes, and more, while her reviews have been recognized by publishers such as Image Comics. Since then, she's branched out into her own nerdy world with your friendly neighborhood comic show on YouTube and co-hosting the first and only Nightcrawler podcast, Simply Amazing. She's a fan of many things, but you'll usually hear her yelling the most about Nightcrawler, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, and Badass Women. Unabashedly passionate and quirky, her biggest goal in anything she does is to connect with people and nurture community. Lauren, welcome to the show. How you doing? What's up, Sean? I'm good. How about yourself? Not bad, you know. This uh, we're recording this on uh, New Year's Day, and yes. I got I gotta say, um, I'm actually feeling a little refreshed because I took a nap right before this, so I'm like really energized right now. Um, but let me ask you this: Did you had any fun plans on New Year's Eve? Did you do anything exciting? Well, you know, I'm kind of at that age where I'm in my late 20s and I slowly start realizing that things I did before I can't do anymore, even if I <laughs> yeah. want to. Like I was thinking yeah. about the other night. Um, I didn't do this on New Year's, but like a, a couple months ago, I, I went on a date with this random guy and, and we went to this nightclub that I used to really like. It's it's a gay nightclub called Legends, believe it or not, uh, here. And I used to love going there. Like I've never been a big clubber, but that was one that I was like, hey, this is really nice. It's it's really big. It's super comfortable and accepting. And also, you can go to the bathroom. There's so many bathrooms at that club. And that never happened. <laughs> and so we got there for the stay at home months ago. And I learned uh-huh. that they had redesigned it. And they had basically gone with another club. And so this other club is taking up the space that now took the good bathrooms. So I get there. <laughs> at 27 years old, I'm like, where am I going to pee? I can't wait in line for an hour. So yeah, I, 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 I no longer am for the clubbing life because that's, that's not me. So I did not have any big plans <laughs> to answer your question um, for New Year's, but I did uh, spend time with family. I have uh, four siblings and um, so we hung out and the parents were there and it was a ton of fun. We're pretty, you know, rambunctious and goofy. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but there was this uh, spinoff of the Rayman games, the Raving Rabbids. Really dumb mm. games, but they're amazing. <laughs> if you haven't played them, I feel like you personally would love them because they're filled. Uh-huh. That game, the second one's filled with all these like 
ridiculous mini games. Like one of them is you're one of the rabbits, the bunnies, essentially, and you're throwing paper at the teacher. But then you have uh-huh. to stop before they turn around because if you don't, they whack you. So your goal <laughs> is to get the points and win. And you can snitch right. on people too. So very stupid, but <laughs> we did dumb shit like that. And we watched like a Miley and Dolly Parton uh, Year's Eve party, which was oh, cool. fantastic. Absolute banger. I'm all for staying home and watching TV and just being stupid. I think that's a great idea. Well, you know, for me on New Year's Eve, like I've, you know, I, I just there's it's not exciting for me anymore. Like staying up past midnight to, you know, watch yeah. New Year's and all that. Like I just it's gotten old for me. But we spent time with uh, my family and my kid who um, is in elementary. He played a new board game that he got for Christmas with my brother. And mm-hmm. my brother is pretty cutthroat when it comes to uh, board games. So <laughs> I was really proud of him. Uh, my my kid because pretty much they're playing this new version of Monopoly where it's like a credit card reader instead of like cash. And not only is that happening, but there's like new rules with it. And so my brother landed into uh, jail and my kid (laughs) explained to him and said that because he's in jail, he cannot, um, you know, collect rent. He cannot um, buy anything. He also can't participate in auction because in this game, you can auction off stuff where if you lay it on a space, you can instead of buying it for full price, you can auction it off. So my kid goes, so since you're in jail, you can't buy anything for auctioning off. So when I land on a space, instead of paying $300 for the full thing, I'm just going to auction it off for 20 bucks and get it cheaper. <laughs> Love that. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a very proud parent that he was able to do that to my brother <laughs> who will be cut. Like he'll be ruthless to my kid. He'll be like, I don't care how old mm. he is. <laughs> you know, the, the life is a uh, hard as a school of hard knocks, basically. So, yeah. Um, well, it, and when we first connected on Twitter, one things that I know mm. we absolutely connected on was our love of Nightcrawler. And yes. just as so you had mentioned, you have a podcast dedicated to the character of Nightcrawler, which I absolutely yeah. love. Um, yeah. And you're wearing the Nightcrawler shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you, like, what was your start with Nightcrawler? Like, what made you fall in love with that character? Yeah, I mean, I wish I had this, like, really great sentimental story. of like, I read the comic. It was the most, like, heartfelt story. No, it... Um, I think the start of it, I mean, that that's made my love bigger for him, but that happened like a lot later. Um, the earliest mm-hmm. I can remember really seeing him and be like, huh, he's really cool. was like playing like the X-Men Legends and the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. Because <laughs> he's blue, he's got a tail, he has swords, and he teleports. Why would yeah. you want me to teleport in character? I mean, Deadpool's <laughs> there, but like, everybody knows Deadpool already. Like, even before he was big, Deadpool was just Deadpool, you know? So... He was just so cool then. And then I was a big fan of him on X-Men Evolution. Um, You know, he was he was very similar to how he was written in the 70s, which I hadn't read at the time, but I have now, um, where Mm -hmm. he's just very, you know, silly and and flirty, but you know, not in a creepy way. Like, you know, he has that very nice, that good balance. Um, So I really enjoyed that. Um, and I did watch the you know X-Men uh, 90s series as well, which I enjoyed the series, but I don't like Kurt as a priest there because that's what he what they did in the 90s and they can just stop right. that. So, right. You know, um, 
my love for Nightcrawlers pretty much is very similar. That wasn't a huge thing at all. It was more of I grew up Catholic and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. he's Catholic, too. Like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what made me gravitate to him to begin with was just because I didn't see a lot of um, Catholic characters in um, comics. You know, like the first one for me was Daredevil. And I've absolutely loved Daredevil, obviously. I'm going to say somehow um, Daredevil won Catholic hero battle. What the heck? <laughs> what the well, heck, and, Sean? And, well, and he, he's been a favorite of mine for like a lot of different reasons as well, too. But that just happened to be one of them is that, you know, mm-hmm. he was cool as a Catholic as well. But with Nightcrawler, um, that's how it started as well, too. It's like, oh, he's the Catholic. So I decided to read up on him because it's just really interesting and fascinating to see, you know, Catholicism in the comics and everything. I just I, mm-hmm. I, I don't love him as much as you do. Like, I absolutely love him. But I did not start a podcast about Nightcrawler. So yeah, I, think I don't you think win. you have like four walls <laughs> in your house yeah. dedicated to him. So you might have to yeah. catch up. Where where are your daredevil walls? I you know, um I have <laughs> I do like I have this and this, right? I I have a poster that I bought at uh, Memphis Comic Expo of somebody that drew Daredevil that is really, really good. I absolutely love it. Uh-huh. And then my um, friend Steven, um, who is a digital artist, he actually just created a Daredevil poster recently. And, and I think he said that he's going to send me one as well, too. So it's the thing mm-hmm. is, like, I have them, but like I'm running out of space. And because, you know, if you look at my wall, if you're watching this on YouTube, like I can actually touch my wall right here. So if I scoop back, I'm going to be banging into posters yeah. here. So um, so I, I have some stuff a little bit higher with the wall space and everything. So I'm going to fill that up. But it's just a space limitation like anything else. <laughs> so just just have a daredevil shed in the backyard. Don't worry about it. I know. Well, I mean, you know, I feel I figured this is good enough. Hanging, having him hang yeah. off my microphone is is all I really need to have. So, yeah, um, I, I got to say, speaking of Nightcrawler, though, um one of the things I've absolutely loved uh, about Nightcrawler and movies is um, the movie Dark Phoenix. Not a great movie, per se, but I loved how they had the action scene of Nightcrawler in there because I felt like they did a really good job of capturing how... Um, how great of a fighter and how uh, vicious he can be when he fights. Because when he, I forget what happened, but I remember when he snapped and got really angry, it was like, it, you saw that whole scene. He's just like, he is not somebody that you want to mess with after, after that point, you know? And I didn't know if you felt the same way about that scene or not, but it's like, I felt like that scene kind of really did justice in terms of what Nightcrawler is capable of when he's in a fight and not just, you know, teleporting. So I don't remember that scene. <laughs> so that's because they... everyone tries to f- tries to forget about Dark Phoenix. So I, I get that. <laughs> I mean, so that's probably how big an impression it left on me. Um, I can <laughs> I can do a whole thing talking about that Dark Phoenix movie, and not even just trashing it or anything. But there was a right. lot of potential in it that just they completely missed on. Um, I really remember the um the beginning of X two, um, where yes. Nightcrawler teleports and he just wipes through the wilds like it's nothing essentially. Um, right. And, and even then, though, that's not a full um you know demonstration of what he's capable of because I think that mm-hmm. energy use is very important too. Um, right. Because he's capable of way more than people think, especially you know people think, well, he he's a priest or oh, well, he's just fun and loving. He can never kill. And I'm like. You guys clearly haven't read the comic where, yes, it was an AU Kurt, but technically a Nightcrawler 
teleport into Blob with a shark and then teleport out and let the shark expand and blow up Blob from the inside. Like, <laughs> they also haven't read the comic where in Way of X, five recently in the Krakonier, he literally teleported a planet. Like, yeah. that's insane. So, yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's a lot more he's capable of than what we've, we've seen, like, uh, in, like, you know, filmed media. But, uh huh. Yeah, I don't know. I feel kind of bad. Now I have to go rewatch it so I figure out what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I I should give you a heads up on that. But yeah, I mean, watch it again and and I'll be interested to see what you think about it. But I just remember thinking that that was probably just a great way um, because we haven't seen Nightcrawler in media too often. It was just like the handful of those movies. But I felt like in that scene, it was it kind of changed how we see Nightcrawler in terms of like what you said, just kind of like a, Mm -hmm. a fluff character that can transport and that's it. Like he's actually Mm -hmm. a really um, impressive fighter that can really use his teleportation skills to his advantage and not, you know, just be able to go from one place to another. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what blew my mind. You know, part of doing the simply amazing podcast, you know, my co-host Lisa and I, we, we, start chatting through Twitter DMs. I don't remember how. She'll probably get me later for not remembering. She'll be like, how could you forget? <laughs> don't feel terrible. But um, but we connected somehow um, and we started chatting and one day, I, I'm pretty sure she, you know, she, she suggested it and was like, hey, why don't we do a Nightcrawler podcast just for the heck of it? I'm like, I mean, yeah, why not? Um, but now we've been doing it for over a year. It's actually happened and people actually listen to it, which is crazy. Um, but one thing I really learned from it is that, you know, a lot of people to listen to her are, you know, very niche, hardcore Nightcrawler fans, you know, like people that worship him. Like I do like a maniac. Um, but then there's also so many people like you that like, even though you're more the daredevil guy up front, you love him too. So it's yeah. really cool learning about all these other fans that even if they're not the most vocal about loving and he may not be their number one, they're like, oh my gosh, he's freaking awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll probably listen to a couple episodes when I can. And I would love to talk about him. So that's kind of our favorite thing too is, you know, we're very open about who we have on the podcast. As long as you're not a really terrible person or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're like, hey, you just like him a bit or you think is cool and you want to talk about it? Come on. Like, we're not yeah. like people that are like, you know, you got to know everything about Kirk. You got to pass the test. Ah, just <laughs> maybe you read one comedy you liked him or you just want to talk about him in Dark Phoenix. Come on. Like, right. so that's a yeah. lot of fun, too. Well, good. Yeah. Well, I take that. That's an open invitation for anybody that wants to come oh, on yeah. the show and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's let's talk a little bit about your um, origin story with comic books. I like to ask mm-hmm. all my guests the same question and um and just talking about your origin story with the comics, like was there a particular event or person or a particular issue that got you into comics that you're just like, I, I need to, you know, start reading more of this. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a lot of things that got me into comics. Um, so my uncle was the one that got me into them as in a person. He, he was the one that he used to live in my neighborhood when I was a kid and I would ride my bike over there and I mm. would either, you know, watch cable TV. Cause I, TV till 12. So that was a treat was to ride my bike over there and watch Disney Channel or whatever. Um, I played mm-hmm. video games with him, um, till like 5 a.m. or, you know, we talked about comics, watch movies, anything like that. But he was the one that would go to his local comic shop, which I, I still know it. It's still around, which is really cool in the area. Um, mm-hmm. but he would get stacks every week. I mean, a huge stack, like absolutely no joke. It, it would, it blew my mind. Um, so he's got one boxes probably in New Hampshire somewhere to, fill everything i need to go up there and 
I'm going to see what he'll let me nag for a deal. But um, <laughs> but I got a lot of it through, you know, video games first, you know, like the X-Men Legends and Marvel to my lines. I started really liking the characters and then I started looking at his comics and um, I forgot I did this. But when I was in like fifth grade, so in fifth grade at my elementary school, we had like a, you know, like a, a school store or whatever, or like a class store, I guess is better to say. And you know, you could like sell people things to get like class money to buy something out of the teacher's like, you know, prize bin or whatever. Yeah. And now I feel like I hate my little like fifth grade self sometimes because I'm like, man, my little terrible self was taking my comics and selling them in fifth grade <laughs> for not even real money. Class yeah. money. I don't know <laughs> what I got for them. Um, But the series that is you know, or the, the comic, the line that stood out the most to me from when I was younger was actually middle school um, in 2006. That's when Civil War came out. And funny enough, mm-hmm. that was the first uh, probably series I ever kept up with. I mean, it wasn't ongoing, obviously, and it was the first event I read. Um, so that that event means a lot to me compared to other people. I know a lot of other people like trash the event and I totally understand their frustrations. It's not perfect, but stood out to me because of you know, how relatable it still is to this day, you know, the, the yeah. fight over safety versus freedom. And it's so relevant, um, mm-hmm. you know, which is also why I really, 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 really dislike, I did not say that nasty age word, but I really dislike the Civil War film because of how important and strong the comics were and, you know, what the premise was. So, but yeah, Civil mm-hmm. War was really big for me. I still have those comics. They're all beat up. I took them to, I think, Galaxy Con last year or this year and uh, met like the anchor and stuff of the books. I didn't meet Mark Miller, mm-hmm. but I met like the anchor, had him sign them, and he was super nice. He was like, oh my God, you read these. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. Like, <laughs> I was a kid. And he's like, no, this is great. So he, he happily <laughs> signed them. He was, he was thrilled that I read the heck out of them. So, oh, yeah, but awesome. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really have a crazy story, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. No, what's funny is that um, my uncle is also the one that introduced me to comics. And mm-hmm. I've told this story many times as well, too. But um, it's just it's funny because I don't think you're the first person on my show that has said that they had an uncle that introduced them to comics. I think the other person was, if I remember correctly, I think was Danny Quick, who is the uh, comics mm-hmm. creator of Ace Blade. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I, I, now I feel like I should start a subreddit saying like, you know, <laughs> who introduced you to comics and why was it your uncle? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like it's crazy because usually, you know, I tell that certain people like it wasn't your dad. And I was like, no, it wasn't like, and but what's even crazier is that my dad, so he did. So he, his big thing is Fantastic Four. And when he was a kid, he collected all of the original run, except he was missing for the longest time issues one through five, but he had literally all other 300 something issues. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still, I mean, I think he got maybe four and five recently, but he's still hunting. And, you know, obviously you're going to spend good money for the first three, but I was like, come on, man. Like of all 300 something issues, those are the ones you miss. Like I know he (laughs) kicks himself daily for that, but he loves fantastic four. Those are his babies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and, and, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, 
it's funny, like looking back on things, like how many people have had that sort of experience where had they known what they know now, they wouldn't got rid of their mm-hmm. comics, you know? And, and yeah. I, I love my uncle's story about how he used to have a lot of the first prints of these comic issues that would be like so valuable now, but he doesn't have them anymore because he did something to get himself in trouble. And my grandfather Ooh. to punish him, took his comic books and threw it in the fireplace. <laughs> No, that is just, that is cruel. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I know. And at that time, like comics, like the value of comics wasn't how it is now. Right. Because that was still, you know, in the seventies, late sixties and all that. And so there wasn't really a market for these valuable comics, but it's just, you know, when he became a doll and he sees, you know, all these issues that he could have had Mm -hmm. and and possibly Mm -hmm. sold later and all that. I think he was just like, I should have been not a troublemaker. (laughs) I know that's, that's, that's awful. I'm just imagining like, you know, somebody throwing a giant size X-Men number one and and the fireplace. I'd lose my mind. Like abs don't do that to me. Yeah. I think he had the first issue of the first X-Men comic book too. First print and all that. So yeah, I know. Oh my God. (laughs) So let's uh, switch gears and talk a little bit about the, um, I call it online community, but it's a little bit bigger than that because it's also a show, but this thing that you created Mm -hmm. called your friendly nerdy neighborhood. So I want to ask you, um, to tell our listeners, you know, how do you describe, explain what that is exactly? And why did you decide (laughs) to create something? That that's a really good question. And all honesty, I'm still figuring that out. Um, it's very much <laughs> it's very much a evolving work in progress, but I actually, even though that is kind of like I kind of beat myself up a little bit for it, I, I like it because this isn't something I'm creating just for others to enjoy and I'm doing it and then I'm gonna get all this credit for it. Like there's a reason that, you know, um so I did the show first, obviously, and I just started mm-hmm. and it actually was I think it was titled differently. It was. It was originally, I'm trying to remember what I originally titled it. Um, I think it was your friendly neighborhood morning show originally because I was doing oh, it in the yeah. mornings only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sunday mornings. <laughs> and um, I was doing it similar to something else I had helped create a while ago. And eventually it just kind of evolved in terms, I was like, well, this format isn't sticking, you know, whether I was uh-huh. doing something different or whether people watching were asking for something different I was like crud so it was kind of it, it's been kind of hard for me in terms of me being hard on myself because I'm like I want to have a formula essentially that works you know because that's what people right. do now you get a formula you get a brand and people know it and they love it and that's what you have to keep doing um mm-hmm. but even I was like you know what let me just see where this goes so it's it's definitely evolved since the first episode a lot it's very different um but the whole point the whole point of me doing the show was that I wanted to really focus on the community to focus on the people watching and, and wanting some place where they could safely connect with others without worrying about these other awful things, you know, without worrying mm-hmm. about, you know, being treated poorly or, you know, being told you're terrible for liking something others don't like, of course people disagree, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, just somewhere that was safe and enjoyable um, and also was inclusive. So the nerdy neighborhood, I usually sure now, I usually call it your friendly. Um, I kind of just put that in the name originally to, to emphasize positivity, I think. And I've actually thought about cutting that out, but for now it's staying. Um, <laughs> but the whole point of the nerdy neighborhood is that, you know, everybody's a part of it. So whether you're 
um, you know, whether you're, you know, co-hosting with me for an episode or something, whether you are uh, a creator that's been on the show or even just pops in the live chat sometimes, whether you're somebody that watches it in the Discord or, you know, in the live chats, everybody's part of your neighborhood. And I think that's one thing that is makes it very different as well from other shows is the mm-hmm. creators that come on and they have a great connection with, they have that connection with the person that runs the show only. Um, right. They don't have that connection with the people that actually watch the show and the people that actually want to be able to talk to them more directly as is appropriate and the creator is willing to do, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody's a part of the nerdy neighborhood in their own way too. So some, you know, we have creators in our discord, which is really great. They, they want to chat with everybody and we have some other people that aren't in the discord, but they are willing to challenge Twitter. They love the nerdy neighborhood. They come on the show and, and talk with other fans that come on other podcasters, other creators. So that's the thing. It's just, it's just an open door essentially. Um, And so my, my goal as well in the future is I'd like to build the neighborhood essentially in terms of, you know, like my show is just house and neighborhood essentially, or, you know, my, what I do is one house and then everybody's got all these other houses. Like you yourself, got voted in <laughs> as the HOA president and beat out Amanda Waller. Like, I don't know yeah. where else that happens where you can get, you can kick out Amanda Waller and take her seat in a neighborhood. It, it, there's yes. no other show. Well, no other thing. Because I was going up against Amanda Waller fictional. If, uh, if I was going up yeah. against Amanda Waller, an actual person, I wouldn't have even made it to the election because he was just having me taken out. Right. <laughs> It's true. And I mean, we saw that like <laughs> the next live that happened after the re-election, she kept taking me out. And then she took uh, our friend, Anthony, who was on an episode like he got disconnected. And I was like, dang it, Walla got him. But don't worry, everybody. Revenge, we yeah. found out he was safe. He said that Harley Quinn saved him. So th- that's the good news. But it's kind of fun here, too, is that. You know, obviously, this is just very silly, but it's fun to be like, oh, yeah, I live in a neighborhood with a fictional character. And, um, yeah. you know, it, it's like it's its own separate world, yet it's complete reality and that we're all actually part of the neighborhood. We all, you know, especially Discord. I did Discord on a whim, you know, once Twitter mm-hmm. started going crazy after, you know, Musk's nonsense. And, you know, I was like, well, I want to make sure we want to stay connected with people because that was the whole issue that people were making fun of the whole thing. And I get it. But I was like, we're terrified of losing connection. That's really scary. You right. know, not being able to talk to people again. So I made the discord and people jumped in quicker than I thought. And and now it's kind of exploded. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, into into what it is. And it's still growing, but it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and the show, I really tried to focus on indie creators the most. Um, right. we still talk about stuff like you came on an episode. We talked about the Harley Quinn show and, and the comics mm-hmm. that went with it and stuff. So I'm not one of those people that's like anti big two, like don't buy big two. This is terrible. Like, right. But I think right. there needs to be a balance. And, um, I think highlighting indie creators also just helps the nerdy neighborhood, you know, and that helps mm-hmm. the creators too. Cause then they can connect with other fans of the show and stuff and, and see what, you know, their audiences are wanting what they like about their work, what, you know, Hey, maybe you could do this. This would be really cool. And hopefully it helps them too. So yeah, it's just a really good time. Yeah. No. And I absolutely love this idea that you've been doing because uh, first of all, just like you said, it's a very engaging community. Um, I'm in the discord as well too. And I got to say that one of the things I love about your discord um, is that we also, I run one with a few friends of mine mm-hmm. uh, called the alumni casters and we have a discord. And um, I think you um, have probably 
maybe 10 or 20 less that's in our discord. But when mm-hmm. I go into the friendly neighborhood, like there's always chats and conversations going on, like the engagement mm-hmm. and the conversations that happens are like really just mind blowing. I was just like, Oh man, this is like really cool. Just to see like all the conversation that's been happening, um, not just about the neighborhood, but just about things that we're reading in comics or things that's happening mm-hmm. in uh, media or, you know, Marvel snap game, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I really love that. But just like we said, it's really cool to be able to be part of a community and think about, an extension of ourselves being inside this neighborhood that we all live in this virtual neighborhood of sorts. And I know that at one point you had said that you want to create an actual map of the neighborhood. And so where all these mm-hmm. places are at and like everybody can have their own house or area. So, you know, the caption life would have like a studio slash uh, apartment or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and it just seems like a lot of fun to really think creatively how to create a neighborhood where we live with these fictional characters that we absolutely love and how, yeah. Do you have all these roles and you can talk about these roles as well too but you know on Twitter I think once a week you have a role that you put out there and you, you say you know mm-hmm. what what kind of neighborhood you know title should we vote in on and you know we have the um, neighborhood priest which I'm still shocked that Matt Murdock <laughs> even though he's Catholic got voted as priest like apparently the only qualification that he had to be Catholic and yeah there you go uh, but you know we have the mayor we have you know the HOA president like all these different kinds of roles that it's interesting to see who people suggest and then who mm-hmm. uh, we end up voting for and it's just really cool to see that and kind of imagine that without having to wait for you know one of the bigger publishing companies to come up with something like that so I really love this idea of creating community engaging in something that is uh, fictional but is just really exciting as well yeah no thank you well and I think I think that in of itself has created a lot of engagement and that's why mm-hmm. I really leaned into it after a while by, by doing the poll votes and stuff. Cause I know originally we, I started with the idea of just doing it like every couple episodes on the show, you know, and then I realized, well, people like this and, you know, people respond to the polls on Twitter and they do suggest things. So um, mm-hmm. that's kind of taken over. Um, you know, I am working on doing little things like, Hey, if you're in the discord, you know, I'll give you guys first dibs. And, you know, right. a nomination or two, and then the others can be filled in by other people on Twitter. Um, you know, just because, like, if people are in the Discord, they're the ones really directly involved in the community um, in a lot of ways. But I also don't want to penalize people on Twitter, you know, if they don't use Discord. Some people don't want to use them. That's fine. Um, right. But, yeah, it's it's so funny with those, with the roles people pick out. Like, one of the earliest ones we did was Best Neighbor. Don't know how that happened, but we quickly <laughs> decided our best neighbor. And do you know who it is, Sean? It may have been I before can't remember. you knew about the show. Mystique. Yeah. She is still oh, our yeah, best yeah. neighbor. How? Because she can transform into any neighbor that you want. I mean, I guess, but like, <laughs> she's ruining everybody's lives, and we're just here, like, well, you're the best. I mean, but that's what's so <laughs> fun about this, too, is that. You know, again, uh, whether I agree with it or not, it's, you know, people can be as chaotic as they want with their voting or people mm-hmm. can be as serious as they want. Like, you know, people vote in Mr. Freeze as our neighborhood ice cream man, which is right on the nose. It <laughs> makes total sense. Why yeah. would you argue against that? Other than right. he's like probably got to be the saddest ice cream man ever handing ice cream, crying about Nora, like or <laughs> poor, poor Victor. But but yeah, it, it's just a lot of fun and it really seems to, you know, build that active engagement. Um, and I know like even uh, somebody that's been super involved, you know, pretty early on 
uh, in the show, Eric, he dubbed himself the Punister, you know, based off the oh Punisher. Gosh, yeah. And, yeah. and he just gives puns <laughs> to the point where he requested in a Discord, you know, can I have a channel just where we can put, you know, puns? And I said, <laughs> I guess. Unless somebody has an issue with it, sure. And now it's really cool because it's not just him playing stuff there. Everybody's playing puns there. So I was like, oh, people like puns here. Awesome. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty open with, you know, whatever, you know, whatever makes people excited to be a part of the community and help it grow like that. You know, nothing right. is too silly to do. You know, that's the whole point of it is to enjoy it and and have a lot of fun. Um and it's been really cool too to see some people you know, bond it more than they otherwise would have, especially like on Twitter. Like I've heard some people be like, you know, I wouldn't have gotten to know these people as much as I have through dirt. But now that we're in the discord, it's, it's a lot more personable, I guess at times. Um, right. And, yeah. you know, they were like, it's not that I didn't want to get to know them. It's just, I didn't see them on my timeline because Twitter's changing everything. So now yep. I see where everybody's putting. So it's been, <laughs> it's been really nice. And again, the show I'm still figuring out, you know, as I go, but we're um we're doing the award show, the neighborlies coming up, which is mm-hmm. very, very exciting. Um, it's been really cool for me to to watch how the votes have gone. And mm-hmm. obviously I can't say a thing, so I'm like exploding because I want to, you know, say things because there's been a lot of very surprising um winners. Um, but yeah. happily so. Like, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And that's one thing I really like about this award show. This is the first time we're doing good. So it's probably not going to go perfect, but um, <laughs> it's it's just so cool because I was like, oh, my gosh, these are people that would never get nominated for awards on other, you know, comic podcasts or comic shows because yeah. the people that typically vote for them vote for only big two or most right. often big two, which again, nothing wrong with big two, but it's nice to see, you know, so many creators excited, like just to be nominated. Like I've had, you know, I've connected with most of them and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. I just got home and I'm nominated. Yes. I, I would love to come on or send a video or have something you read for me on the screen. Cause I can't be there. Um, so the yeah. excitement is just, it's so cool and it's bigger than I imagined. And it was like, it was over like 350 votes, which I was shocked by. Like, crazy uh, yeah i was about to say because because uh you know the the discord community um that that you have created is not like 350 so this means <laughs> that, that like not. yeah so this means like there's a lot of people on twitter and, and i think i looked at the you know view counts because we can actually see that now on, on twitter mm-hmm. but it, i think if i remember correctly i think I over like twenty seven thousand views or something like that yeah and just yeah so it's just crazy it's just how like that has blown up for you and it, it's really like honestly it's, it's I'm not surprised, though, because it's a really cool idea. It's something very different. A lot of people have been doing Mm -hmm. these kind of, you know, uh, awards like, you know, at the end of the year and things like that. But like you said, it's usually something to do with a comic run or something like that. And yours is very different because it's a different approach of how to think about these characters and these creators mm-hmm. and people. Um, and so I think it's just, it's just really cool. So I'm, I'm really happy for you that you've got so many for your first award show voting on this thing and that um, it's just, you know, blowing up for you in, in terms of, you know, just the reach it's getting and the people who are interested in things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think it's really cool. And just as you mentioned as well, how people getting into it i know in the discord channel people were talking about like we should have different like people running like different like schools or whatever to teach people so we've oh been my gosh, coming you've up been with insane names. on that sean i hadn't even <laughs> got into uh, 
writing them all down or anything yet because you're just churning them out and I'm like you want to just be in charge of naming everything like you're HOA president you might as well be like the nerd architect like whatever I, I guess. which I gotta say HOA is the best uh, position I've ever had because I pretty much can do however much or however little I want and can get away with it because I, I think like when people ask like hey can we do this I, and I don't want to deal with it I'm just like I think that's a mayor's jurisdiction and not yeah HOA. that Every, every single time. But, and, and I think that's what's fun too, is that, you know, there's no like strict rules. Like nobody really takes it seriously. Sometimes people yeah. like they'll try to make up a BS rule back at you to kind of be like, yeah. well, I don't know. Like, uh, there's somebody named Chase in the discord. He's been on the show multiple times mm-hmm. and. He's hilarious because I know one time you said like that's mayor jurisdiction or something. And then he pulled out like all these like actual real life statues or something. <laughs> and we were all yeah. just mind blown. And he's like, yeah, you know, I actually did this job that taught me all this like years ago. Like, all right, Chase, I guess. <laughs> well, I think my response was, uh, well, that's not how it happens here. in this neighborhood. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it's it's just so fun, and I, I want to go back to what you said with uh, the award show and stuff. And you know, I, I wouldn't say it's blowing up for me or even for the channel. That's a thing. Um, you know, a lot mm. of people just voted. They you know they didn't follow on Twitter afterwards or go subscribe to the channel. But I'm not really worried or upset about that because the thing is, is that I can tell just from how many people voted that you know all these people they they want to have their voices heard and they want to support these other creators because i think right. a lot of how that happened was creators were nominated they saw it and they said oh my gosh i'm so happy to have this nomination if you guys want to vote for me feel free to vote and people mm-hmm. did they voted um so you know that just shows that there is for lack of a better word uh, um, it, i don't like using that word in this context but there's a market <laughs> for you know um you know, having something like this where we can support the community a bit more directly while still loving the big two and, and, you know, highlighting these other creators. Cause I mean, we still have categories for like DC and Marvel. And what's interesting is that a lot of these categories were written so that you can nominate whatever you wanted. There's only right. a couple categories where it's specified indie, smaller, larger, Marvel, DC. Uh, but a lot of the other ones, you, people could have just done a slam dunk, you know, DC, Marvel all the way through if they wanted, but chose not to. So I think it reached mm-hmm. the right, right quote, the audience I was hoping to reach. Um, right. Because, you know, I, I feel like doing the neighborlies, which, by the way, you came up with, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, full well, credit to Sean, HOA president. Yeah, but you came yeah. up with the name, which is fantastic. I was like, cool, done, sold. <laughs> so, like, this show is so much bigger than me. It's really you all so much. And that's why I want it to stay being. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's what makes it um, so enjoyable as well as that you all really have so much say um, in everything that happens as well. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because I see your position is like you're more the curator, like you kind of help curate the things and everybody that's involved in the neighborhood kind of, you know, makes it however they want. I think that's what that's what's really cool, because this whole nerdy neighborhood idea is more of like a what if conversation that people can really get behind and not just say, you know, what if in this situation that involves in the comics, but what if this is something that we belong in or part of in this neighborhood? And I think a neighborhood is just really 
more accessible because when you talk about a universe then you start getting into like really weird um you know larger than life type of things but when you talk about we all live in a neighborhood that it just feels a lot more accessible yeah. and i think a lot friendlier in terms of being able to engage with that sort of idea and, and and it's fun like it's not you know one of these you know what if this person fights this person and then you have a whole <laughs> you know drag out fight of you know chats between that or anything like that it's just more of like if we had somebody that had to have this role or, you know, what if this happens in the neighborhood, you know, who would be the people involved with that sort of thing? I think that's a really yeah. cool idea because it's not something that we see a whole lot of, but a lot of people can have fun with it. That is very mm. inclusive and friendly um, because I don't think in this discord I've seen anyone say, you know, this is you know, a wrong idea or I wouldn't agree with mm-hmm. that necessarily or anything, but it's just more of like someone suggests this person, someone suggests this person and then this scenario. And, and it's just, you know, kind of like just playing off of each other. And so it's just really, really inspiring to see, to create an online community that kind of goes a little bit beyond than just let's chat about these things, but let's make it yeah. a idea that we can engage with. That is just a lot of fun that, it, you know, it's very low stakes. It's not, a video game that you have to create or this whole visual <laughs> world that you have to create. Like the most, the most visual that you've created was taking a map and then just labeling it basically for a neighborhood. And, and I think that was great. And I love that. But again, it's, it's more like low tech type of stuff where we can really get engaged behind the idea versus, um, you know, trying to come up with something that's really, you know, complicated and complex. And, and I just, I, like I said, I just love this whole neighborhood idea. And I think it says something about creating an online community of people who enjoy very similar things, but have very different personalities and different outlooks, but they can all engage in this idea and have a lot of fun with it. So it's, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's, if, if you're listening to this right now, like definitely check all this out because this is just a fun thing to engage with. It, it's like what you said, Lauren, it's, it's not something you have to engage with regularly. I know for me, like I would go days without looking at it and then I'll go in one day and try to get caught up on stuff and, and chat. Yeah, and then on Sean's things. there for like three hours spamming the, <laughs> the, uh, the building all the school the names. Chat with- yeah, he is. yeah, no, no. And that's, that's why I like too. again, it, it is low stakes. You know, some people are in there every day. Some people aren't, but mm-hmm. another thing is that nobody's in there being like, you know, where, you know, where have you been? And like, you know, not even really in a teasing way. Like everybody's just like, Hey, you're here, man. Cool. Like, I mean, you cookies, but yeah, everybody it's low stakes. And, you know, I really appreciate you saying that about the, the neighborhood idea, because, you know, it's very easy to have a show or whatever and say, this is my community. Community is a very right. nice word, but it's very broad. It's not specific. And, you know, when I was when I was making it originally, even when it wasn't what it is now, I, I came up with the neighborhood part because I was like, well, a house is too small because a house implies that this is still mine. You know, my house, right. my rules. And I was like, that's <laughs> not right. Like that. That's right. that's that's what what what's bigger than that. But also something that, you know feels like a warm hug, you know, because I'm a big fan, even in my own, you know, work that I do in reality and make money off of I'm a big fan of like the places that, you know, it, it feels like homey. You get to sit for a while, not the, you know, busy, more quote, northern places where people come and go and know to talk to each other. I like the homey places. Um, <laughs> that's what I wanted. And so I came when I thought of neighborhood, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's that's exactly what I want, because who's going to be mean to Mr. Rogers? Who's going to be mean to his neighborhood? Yeah. Like, because, and, and the whole point of it too, is that I'm very big on everybody's invite to a neighborhood, of course, but if you abuse that invite or, 
you don't share that positivity and not that you have to be super like, well, everything's perfect all the time, but right. just the general positivity. That's, that's what the whole purpose of it is. And if you abuse that invite or you kind of betray it, I guess that's kind of a strong word, then, Hey, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure that, Hey, we either connect, get on the same page, see what's up, or I'm going to, you know, make sure nerdy community is protected from that. Cause that's the whole point. And one of my goals in the, future is to make sure neighborhood is open to you know other communities as well to be a part of if they'd like mm-hmm. you know like i'd love to i you know you mentioned the visual stuff and even though it is low-key right now and it's cool to hear that you're cool with that because i was worried like oh i need more visuals um <laughs> but i am hoping to do that because like i'd love to make like just like a an app or cheesy website where you open it it's a neighborhood and it connects on my show it could connect to your show connect to whoever else is in a neighborhood and has something right. they, they want to share of some sort or even just links to people's Twitters or whatever they want. It doesn't really matter to me, but that's kind of why I want. It's a neighborhood, it's a one-stop shop to connect with other, uh, you know, people in the neighborhood, other communities within the neighborhood as well. Because it's not just me. It's not just anybody else. It's 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 a neighborhood that's forever growing, but hopefully will not become like, you know, those very upper class white neighborhoods that scare me hopefully <laughs> but we'll see but i want to keep a homie but we'll see <laughs> yeah yeah well and, and and two things two thoughts i have about that is one thing i want to go back to how you said that you wanted this to be a um, community that everybody is a part of that and it's not you know my community or anything like that and i think one of the things that struck me very early on that I thought this was a cool idea is just the title itself, how it says your friendly nerdy neighborhood, because I'm the so fact that you're saying on to that, <laughs> yeah, well, because no, I mean, that's, that's the thing is, is because as a listener right. and as a viewer, you, that's what makes you feel like is that it's not someone, you're not a passive uh, watcher that or passive uh, member, but you're mm-hmm. more of an active member because it's not yep. Lauren's neighborhood. It's, you know, something that anyone can be a part of and have that um, experience of being able to have uh, input and engagement and things like that. And so I think just the title alone really gives off that vibe, which is really cool. Um, and then when you're talking about creating a uh, neighborhood map with visuals and stuff like that. One of the things that just popped up in my mind, I can't believe I haven't mentioned this before, <laughs> but there's a website called night labs and it's spelled, uh, you know, K N I G H T, you know, so like a medieval mm-hmm. night called night labs. And they create a lot of these cool tools. And one of them is, I think like you can upload a map and then you can create like little pinpoints or whatever that people can click on. Ooh. So if you get like somebody to create a neighborhood map, then you mm-hmm. can upload that and then like people have their own shows or whatever they could, you know, people can like go visit that place and then click on a YouTube video that they might want to yeah. show people like a, their trailer or something like that and, and kind of have all those resources. So if you want to do mm-hmm. something like that, I think that might be something really cool where you can actually create something yeah. and make it a little bit more interactive if people want to see what this neighborhood could entail for the people that's part of it and everything. So I, I can't yeah. believe I didn't mention that to you before. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> no, no, that's awesome. And honestly, that's kind of the thing I'm, I'm looking for. Um, but I'm hoping in New York to, to explore ideas like that and, and other options more. Um, mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I want to make something that people will be useful to the community that they're going to use. So I want a website, but nobody likes websites anymore. Everybody wants apps. All right. Well, I guess I got to figure out how to do an app. Uh, but know. I'll do it if yeah. that's what is going to be more accessible to people. Um, right. 
you know, and I'm actually really glad that you picked up on the title because I was very intentional about that. Um, mm-hmm. Saying your friendly neighborhood comic show than neighborhood comic show or even friendly neighborhood, the your had to be there. And there are a couple of yes. times where I looked at the name and I, you know, thought about yeah, and I'm like, I can't take that out. Like that is the one thing that has yeah. to stay because that that is the whole purpose. It's not mine. It's not just there in the universe. I take credit for it. It's literally yours every single mm-hmm. time. And I wanted to stay that way. So yeah, that's not going to ever change. So I'll stay in the name. Yeah, no, I love that. So, um, Anything else that you want to mention or talk about the neighborhood? I know you pretty much touched on a lot of things. And and what's funny is I had a list of questions, but you pretty much hit all of it in terms of (laughs) what makes it different, what your plans you have for the future and all that. So I didn't even have to bring those Mm -hmm. up. Um, But anything else about the neighborhood that you might want to, you know, plug in or share about or or anything that you want people to know about? Uh, I don't know. Um, I if you don't, that's totally fine. (laughs) I just feel bad because I feel like I just spewed a bunch of ranting for like, 35 minutes at least and i still haven't like completely explained the idea but that's kind of the thing with i mean the show you know i do indie creators interviews once a week typically and i do a live show every Mm -hmm. month so if people are like what do you actually do on the channel that's the actual organization as of right now (laughs) um and the live shows can change the next live show will be the award show um and then we'll probably do a a February one, probably Valentine's Day themed just for fun. I don't know. Oh, maybe we'll have go. some ship wars. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Maybe we'll have some healthy debates. Hopefully we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. And, you know, I hope people, you know, connect with it because it's open to them. Because even though I may really love Nightcrawler and Supergirl, you don't have to love the same things I like to pop in there. Um, You know, every day I learn something new that somebody in the Discord or on Twitter likes. And I'm like, I know you liked that, but they start talking about because somebody posted a comic or you know, even in our thirst posting chat, which that's also ridiculous. There's just, <laughs> there's so much silliness that they are that, you know, yeah. if people see it. They're probably like, what is this? I don't know. So if you want a sillier <laughs> place, but a safe place to have fun and just be yourself, it's a great place to be. If you're looking for something super professional, it's not there right now. <laughs> not but a there. lot of fun. Stick with yeah. Sean's show. Yeah. Stick yeah. with Sean's <laughs> show for the professional stuff. But I if just you make it look Sean, like it's professional. <laughs> I, right. I don't but know what I'm doing after time. Sean as HOA president, you have to come at least join the Discord because he is unhinged. Unhinged. <laughs> well, and, and early on, I think people are trying to, you know, I, not provoke, but I think they just want to see what I would say. And, mm-hmm. and it, was, it was just funny because I was trying to think like, how should I say this as HOA president that will get me <laughs> reelected? <laughs> I was going to no, say, but, are you going to be rerunning in November? Because we'll do them again in November, Sean. You know what I should have done? I should be like, now that I won, I um, am bowing out and I'm going to be self-appointing <laughs> the person I really want to be HOA president. <laughs> if you had, no. listen, the worst thing you could have done Probably would have been if you had done that and then self-appointed the Joker. Because I had people <laughs> saying they would leave the neighborhood. Definitely for mayor, yeah. so I don't know how they feel about HOA president, but they probably wouldn't like that either. Like people are really not happy about and and well, we need, 
It's going to continue this year because now apparently we have to have a debate about the Joker. I don't know. I I just don't want to be there, but I have to be. (laughs) Well, and it depends on what Joker, right? Because if we're getting the Joker from the Harley Quinn show who won as mayor. Right. (laughs) For like, you know, good reason. Like, it's just really funny how they approach that. It's like, yes, I'm a villain, but not a monster. Like, I think everybody should have, you know, universal health care and all that. Right. It's just so funny to watch that. So I think if you like show everybody that episode, people People could be like, okay, I can see the Joker being in this role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, that blew my mind because I'm not a fan of the Joker. I mean, I think he's a mm-hmm. solid villain, so I'm not like trashing his creation or being a villain, but you right. guys are insane. And then that episode happened, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this when you were on the show because we talked about the show in the series, but it was just like, I, I want to hate this, but they're not letting me. How dare yeah. they make me like the Joker? <laughs> yeah. What? Crazy. Well, because it's a new kind of Joker, because it's not just mm-hmm. how he was before, but he went through that weird, you know, um, psychological change and then it kind of like uh-huh. the melding of the two, you know. So it's actually hysterical, funny, but I think people are behind it because it's not the Joker that you see traditionally in the comics and, yeah. and media, stuff like that. So it's like a fun Joker that you can really get behind on that. So, yes. Yeah. Well, that is the Friendly Nerdy Neighborhood. Uh, before I let you go, I always like to talk about what comics that we're currently reading. Um, mm-hmm. and I also ask people um, who listen to the show what comics they're reading as well, too. But as our guest, I wanted to ask you first, what comics are you currently reading that you want to share with us? Um, I'm pulling up uh, my League of Comic Geeks because I will forget. Yeah. Um, that's not that I don't love what I love. I'm just like, God, what am I There's reading now? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Poison Ivy, I've been very vocal about. Um, yes. I will already say it. Um, people will probably hear this on the award show that my pick for best DC series of the year is Poison Ivy. I that mm-hmm. that award cut for me, that's what I would give it. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, yes, it's been yeah. a long time coming with her getting it, so I'm very excited about that. Um, Captain Marvel is the longest ongoing I've been reading. Um, I got back into comics in like 2018, 2019. So mm-hmm. I've been reading it since then. I haven't, I haven't put it down. Um, right. Kelly Thompson right. has kept me. I do read Daredevil. So I have fulfilled your quota. Yes. I read it. <laughs> so you do not have to shun me. Um, <laughs> Rem from Boom Studios by Stephanie Phillips. He's one of my favorite writers. That's been better than I thought. And I didn't think it would be bad because I love Phillips, but it surprised mm-hmm. me by how good it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moon Knight is absolutely phenomenal. Um, if I had to pick a Marvel book of the year, it would be Moon Knight. It's been nine, well, almost 18 issues, 18, I guess. Um, by the time this is recorded and every single one's been a banger like every time i'm like eh, mm-hmm. maybe i'll just be kind of like subpar okay whatever no it's a banger and i'm like how dare you jen mckay <laughs> and also under capuccio like what yeah um it's just wow it, it blows my mind and so i've been getting that one a while specs from boom studios by david m Boer. Um, he's actually a good friend of mine and he's wonderful. So I read everything he writes. Um, he will stab you in the feels every single time. It's great, <laughs> but you will be in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, the Harley Quinn animated series. I read the Legion of Bats ones going on right now. And Immortal X-Men Eve Children mm-hmm. of the Moon, which is from Boom. That's um, a spinoff of the first Eve. That one's really mm-hmm. good. Hell to pay, and I read some X books like X Terminators, which has been very surprising. Like that book's <laughs> insane. Like X yeah. Terminators. That's what I've been hearing. Like, yeah, that's like 
20 year old me in college like <laughs> i'm looking on that and i'm like oh i'm getting war flashbacks but i can't stop reading it because it's just so fun it's yeah. so chaotic but it's it's a really good time like a uh, eight billion genies is phenomenal and uh do a power bomb finish that was really great mm-hmm. the um the Exterminators comic book, like I've heard of, but I have a friend um, who goes by the username of Vegan Super Kick, I think, if I'm saying it correctly, or Super Vegan Kick. I think it's Vegan Super Kick. I can't remember. I, I, <laughs> I'm really bad with names. But I remember she did a TikTok video where it was really fascinating. And when I heard it, I was like, man, I got to read this book now. But she opened up by saying, have you ever been in a situation where you're in a bar and then like your ex-boyfriends showed up and they're like all vampires or something like that? And I remember uh, thinking, like, who are you hanging out with? But apparently she's talking about <laughs> exterminators. I was mm-hmm. like, OK, that's interesting. But yeah, so that one I know I definitely want to read. Um, I started reading Immortal X-Men because you had suggested it. And it's yes. one of those things where just like X-Men series is I don't know what's going on, but I know that I love it. <laughs> yep. Um, and I agree with you wholeheartedly that Poison Ivy was one that I did an issue um, review for Comic Watch and when I think it was issue number four, but I remember reading that one, I was like, I gotta get the trade paper back now because this is a fantastic yeah. issue yeah. and, and stories. It sounds really interesting and really cool. So I know that's on my pickup list when it's available. So no, those are all great. Yeah. Poison Ivy was just so good. And Immortal X-Men, I love that she said that with like that book and I guess the X-Books in general. It's like, I don't know what's going on, but I love it because, you know, yeah. I, I hear so often and, and I understand it because I've said the same thing to to other books recommended to me. So I can't fault them. But at the same time, it's like uh, mm-hmm. you know, people are like, oh, there's so many X-Books. I can't keep up. I'm like, you literally aren't understanding me. You can read whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> and you might need a gap or two filled to like really be able to enjoy it because it's like an essential thing or two. But past that, you don't have to understand everything to enjoy it. Right. Um, and and a lot of people, I think, just, you know, they don't believe it because they're like, oh, OK, but you're saying that because you like it. I'm like, literally, that's not the reason I do like it, but that's not the reason. <laughs> um, yeah. So it is crazy. But the Xbox have been kind of weird lately. Like I, I used to read like almost all of them, except maybe two or three. And and now mm-hmm. I read like two, like I read Immortal yeah. X-Men and I read Exterminators, which is only a limited series, which I'm sad about. Give me more chaotic stuff with women that it's just so fun. Like, yeah. give me that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I know the next year um, some of the new lineups are coming out. Like, I'm definitely going to be subscribing to yeah. Nightcrawlers. And um, I'll yeah. say this, I- Immoral X-Men, just because of the cover. Like, <laughs> that was something that I'm like, this just looks fascinating. I just want to know what's it about, because it's the cover where Emma Frost has uh, Dr. Sinister, like, in a neck chain. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's I totally know giving, Yeah. It's totally Listen, giving that. Sean, every time I see that cover, every time I see that cover, okay, I see a lot uh-huh. of covers. I see a lot of great covers, and I know you do, too. But every, yeah. like, if you put that on the screen right now, my brain couldn't look away from it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It ignites yeah. a part of my brain that I can't <laughs> otherwise turn on. Like, it's yeah. crazy how good that cover is and, and how oh, yeah. we haven't gotten something like it before, but... Yeah, I mean, what's what's interesting, though, is that those books are going to be part of the Sins of Sinister event, so they're limited. Right. Um, they're just attached to that. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see how they're going to actually hold up, but it looks a lot of fun. I just, oh, Nightcrawlers, listen, I'm going to be getting it too, especially that first cover, because it's so good. But oh, like no. Cy Spurrier, you're just, you're, you're, you're hurting me with Legion of X-Man. Get the horns away from her. <laughs> I swear, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, the books that I just finished reading. So I, I got to say this. I've been saying the last four episodes that I'm going to be starting um, my read of Superman, Son of Kal-El. I have not yeah. started it yet. <laughs> it's been a month. Honestly, it- <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I read a, well, I read like the first five or six issues. It started off really strong for me and then kind of dipped off. And I've heard some people say, man, you should have held on. And they may be right, but... I, yeah. I was not in a rush to keep on with that. <laughs> yeah, me, I just haven't started yet. Like, that's my problem is that I I haven't had a moment because I have all 18 issues now and that's all of them that they're releasing. Nice. So mm-hmm. I just need to sit down and start reading. it. I just haven't yet. So that's been yeah. my biggest problem. But I did just finish reading sa- the latest issue of Savage Avengers, um, Star uh-huh. Wars Visions, which came out a while back. Mm-hmm. And then the latest issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Saturday Adventure, Saturday Morning Adventures. Uh-huh. And um, all those are really good. I will say Star Wars Visions is... One that it's it's uh, based off of the same name of the Disney Plus series that they had where it's anime style. Yes. And I think the comic is done by the same person who did the uh, story for the uh, Disney Plus show. Okay. It just didn't it just didn't hit for me for some reason. Like I I, I was yeah. confused by some points. The art style and everything was very similar, and some of the visuals were really cool. But I think there were some parts I'm like I don't understand what's going on. Like I must be missing <laughs> oh. something here. But um, Savage Avengers is really good. If you haven't been reading that, um, it's a wild ride to say the least. Yeah, it's, I've, um, I've heard. I know uh, David Papos. If I his name right, he's he's the yeah, one writing. Guy, I believe. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a great he's a great guy from everything I've seen at least. Um, but so I was oh, really yeah. excited to see him. I just I haven't gone to it either. I've had to narrow down stuff, and as you can see by the list, I read off for like yeah. three minutes. <laughs> I still have not back enough. So yeah, oh no, no, yeah, we had David on the show talking about Savage Avengers a little bit, and um, mm-hmm. it's just. Yeah, it's it's um, it is it's something that if you want just a very different kind of team up story, this is a team up with people that some of them you're probably familiar with if you've been involved with comics a little bit. Um, some of them are more obscure characters that you probably haven't seen before, and it's mm-hmm. it's fantastic. It works really well. The um, chemistry and dynamics is really well with that team, and it's just every issue is just kind of a really a uh, wild ride and um, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Saturday Morning Adventures is a lot of fun because it's the nostalgia piece for me where it's the cartoons I grew up with and then they always throw in a lot of just fun 80s 90s nostalgia um, you know mm-hmm. fun little quirky things I like to put in there so one of the panels they had Michelangelo playing uh, playing with the original Game Boy you know and that was something I grew mm. up with and so it's it's a good story it's a fun story it's very campy but they made it that way and so as long as you are going in knowing that it's supposed to be campy and um, you know the audience is for those who grew up in the 80s and 90s or people who love the 80s and 90s you know mm. that's what it's really for and they have a lot of those cool things in there I'm not going to spoil it for anybody that might want to pick it up and all that but um, it's a really fun one if you want something that's a little bit campy and lighthearted um, and that it's it's very uh, episodic as well, too. Like you can pick up the issue and read it without having to read the previous one. So if you're worried about that, you can just pick up any of them and you won't be lost at all. It's it's very, you know, self-contained and all those. So I might have to try it because ever since you yeah. posted, I don't remember which series it was. Maybe it's the current one, but you posted something on Twitter about like 
the current run or something and it was like so good and i remember asking like well can i start with this run and then somebody told me no and i was like well i was gonna be the turtles <laughs> now i'm not i guess like because i don't know where to start so if that's yeah. something that i can actually read and honestly i am mm-hmm. very pro camp i think there should be more camp <laughs> things again yeah like, oh yeah you know obviously certain camp does the thing with camp too is that some of it ages well and a lot of it doesn't like there's right. a lot of stuff from like 2000s where like there's a lot of campy like film and tv then that you yes. watch now that doesn't age well but there's a couple golden ones that age pretty well now so yeah. i'm all for camp like give me oh, some yeah. more fun comics like i like the deep and serious and ripping my heart out i read those all the time but i, I just want like a breath of fresh air so that sounds really cool i might have to try that one yeah, definitely. And and I think what's fun about this one is just like what you said with aging well, they have the benefit of knowing if those things that they're writing about did age well or they can yeah. write it where it does, you know, and so uh, they don't have to worry about is this going to be, you know, OK in five or 10 years because it's all, you know, clearly living in the 80s and 90s and they know, yeah. you know, how those things have aged. So, you know, if they throw in a Game Boy, everybody will love that and there's no controversy around it or anything like that. Right. And so, yeah. And and yeah, just pick up any random one of them and you can read it without you know, feeling lost or anything. And it's just, just a lot of fun. It's just, especially if you love the cartoons from the 87 show, it's, it's definitely in that style of not just the art style, but also just the universe and the dialogue and the characters, um, uh, style as well too, is, is very good. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we also asked people who listen to the show, what comics they're reading. And, um, Mm -hmm. because it was new year's and usually I put this out on Saturday evening, because yesterday was New Year's Eve. A lot of people probably mm-hmm. didn't see this, and that's totally fine. So it didn't get a lot. But in our Discord community for the Illuminacasters, uh, which, by the way, if anyone's ever interested in joining that, I'll put a link in the show notes as well. Um, we had two people that shared what they're reading. Carson had said that he is reading the current Batman, um, which is written by Chip Zdarsky, uh, Dark Knights of Steel, which I absolutely love. Have you read that yet? I read the first couple of issues. Um then they made me mad that oh, they right. changed yeah, yeah, Carter's yeah. name. Uh, <laughs> and there's no explanation for it. Like nobody will say, and I don't, I don't blame Taylor for it. I don't think it was Tom Taylor that said, I need to change your name. I believe it's yeah. DC editorial. And anyways, so I kind of, I kind of dipped off it. Um, but it was, it, it's a, it's a really cool, like AU universe. So I don't like, I don't like yeah. to hate on the series cause it's, but I'm just nitpicky because that is so important to me. I'm like, come mm-hmm. on. Like, I could have had actual, you know, canonly not straight because it's not labeled, <laughs> but not straight Supergirl, which makes sense. She was born in Krypton and actually grew up there. But so that right. that really frustrated me that DC did that intentionally because God forbid, you know, um, if it helps, though, so- I don't think it's supposed to be the same character. <laughs> like, I don't think it's car because in this like I. Like I, I get what you're saying, yeah. But in this story, you find out that it's it's actually um, Kal-el's sister and not cousin. Yeah, but that's a small detail they changed so that they could go away with it further. It's, again, they they're still the directly yeah, related yeah. by blood. Kara still has the blonde hair. She looked like Kara when I read that yeah. first issue and saw her before I read that Zala or whatever name Taylor yeah. was 
to my guess, again, I actually know the editorial, but was probably <laughs> made to change because I know yeah. he likes Supergirl from, you know, and he's written her in other ways, even right. though don't talk to me about the CC either. But like <laughs> it, it, it just yeah, it's just like that doesn't make sense because like you said, it's like, but that that's his sister. That's so different. You think I don't notice that you took a bl- <laughs> you took my blue Kurt shirt essentially, gave me a blue shirt that didn't have Kurt on it, and said, "Ta." Yeah, yeah. So, no, I totally get that. Yeah. But no, it's 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 such a cool series, and that's why I picked it up because I'm a big fan of Taylor's writing. The art's fantastic, mm-hmm. and uh, and also excited because I I love AU's. I think that's what Taylor's best at. Rather than yeah. the ongoings, even though he does well with those, I think AU's are his strongest suit usually. So anyways, but it is really good. And I'm glad it's doing as well as it is, because that means that we'll get more AUs from DC fully. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that, you know, we need to keep saying, because if everything was just actual canon, that does not work in today's world. It may have worked in the (laughs) 70s. It doesn't work today. Yeah. And then uh, Marty from the Panel to Panel podcast has said that he's reading Blue Beetle 2006. It's been great so far and very new uh, reader friendly. So uh, I'll be honest, I've not read any Blue Beetle before. So but it's Mm. good to know that this current run, if I want to read that, um, I could just jump right in and and read that. So that's good. Good prep for the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, Lauren, thank you very much for coming on the show and talking about your friendly, nerdy neighborhood. Before I let you go, where can our listeners find you and the neighborhood online? Yeah. No, thank you so much for having me on. It's it's so cool to be interviewed by our HOA president. Like, it's it's an <laughs> honor. Um, and Waller has not cut me off yet, so that's yes. great. Um, I think the new protections you've put in are working, so thank you so much that's a great hoa leader um but in all seriousness again thank you so much for having me on i'm i'm always such a fan of your podcast and you're so great with uh building your own community as well um you can find me on twitter at friendly nbhdbi um that's the same on instagram i don't do much on there but you can follow me there if you want um the show's twitter is at mbhd comic show um and then the discord um, that's linked in um, the Twitter page. So if you just follow Twitter or go click on the Twitter, you can click that invite link. Um, if you have any issues, you can reach out to me. I'm happy to help. Or you can ask Sean, I guess, if he's up for it. He is HOA president. <laughs> so maybe he wants to say and who gets in. I don't know. <laughs> Do um, I have that power? Maybe I need to start doing that now. <laughs> I know. Maybe we need some statutes to limit your power. We've given you too much. <laughs> Well, and all those links, I'll make sure to put in the show notes. So if you're looking for those, uh, just, you know, check the episode page and you can uh, be able to click it straight from there. So, Lauren, thank you very much again. Have a great rest of your day and have a great start of the new year. You too. Thank you, Sean. And that wraps up another episode of The Caps in Life. I hope you enjoyed listening and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You can follow us on social media at Caps in Life. And if you like what we're doing, give us a shout out by tagging us in your post or send us a message. For more information about us and all of our previous episodes, visit thecapsinlife.com. 